Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast, YouTube channel. I'm Mary Colbert, and we are staying with this same teaching on energy. This Overcoming is part fatigue, three. boosting energy. <laughs> yes, we want to help you have all the energy you can to fight the fight that you're in. The good fight of faith. That's Why is it right. a good fight? It's a good fight. Because we always win that's when we right. fight the fight of faith. The very good, Don. That's, I, like I, that. I believe that's First Timothy 6.12. Fight the like good that. fight of faith because we win. That's right. And you without don't faith. You fight a bad fight. You yes. want a good fight. And without faith, okay. it's impossible to please God. I like that. And that's, that's Romans word. ten seventeen. Oh, excuse me. That's uh, Hebrews eleven six. Yeah, that's a good word. And then though. faith comes by hearing, like the good fight, and hearing by the word of God. So we got to hear it. That's Romans ten seventeen. Now that's okay. a fight worth fighting. Amen. For. Amen. We love again. <laughs> we got to. It comes from the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. That's a, that's a good fight of faith because we win. But Mary, we're talking about overcoming fatigue and boosting our energy level. And most people are destroying their energy levels by too much stress, too many cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, desire for more things that Mark chapter four or five talks about. And so again, we've got to learn how to get in God's rhythm and we've got to learn how to practice good, healthy, adequate sleep. Sleep is critical. Now, first, we want to understand the body's internal clock, which is a circadian rhythm. You know, we all have these circadian rhythms, and we need to learn about how to keep our circadian rhythm, our internal clock, so that it helps to restore our energy levels. Now, the body has this internal clock, and people with insomnia have a sleep schedule that mis misaligns their circadian rhythm. The key is to reset the circadian rhythm, we need to have a daily pattern of uh, literally going to bed at the same time each night and waking up the same time each morning. That helps to realign our circadian rhythm, Mary. And the biggest problem, the biggest trigger of insomnia or not, restore, not getting restorative sleep is simply people will uh, go to bed late, like on the weekend, and wake up late. And then during the week, they'll go to bed early or around, you know, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock during the week. But the weekend, they stay up late. When you stay up late, you are resetting and mal misaligning your circadian rhythm or and your body's a, internal time clock. And that's important, too, for your kids in the right. school. Right, exactly. Because if they stay, yeah, it gets them off for the, from the school. It's so, good just to do it all exactly. through the weekend. So yeah. what we do, and again, what we do is we go to bed pretty much. Our, you know, we get our belly last at night. I'll put on the chosen, and then I'll meditate on that. And then at 10 o'clock, the lights are out. By 9.30, yep, I'm gone. She's gone. And 10 o'clock, I'm gone. And then we wake up about 6 every morning. And then on the weekend, we get the boys. And the boys are night owls, our grandson. And they love to stay up late, <laughs> late, late, late. So we go to bed early. And <laughs> then I have, to, I have to get up to go turn off their TVs and everything like that. And then we, we go to bed early. We get up early. That's the key thing. To reset, to reset your or align your circadian rhythm so that you can fall asleep and not distort your circadian rhythm. Now, also caffeine. You got to be careful with caffeine because caffeine that's in coffee and energy drinks and tea, especially now, again, a cup of coffee in the morning is fine. I drink one cup of coffee in the morning. But if you drink coffee in the late afternoon or tea, what it'll do, it'll keep you up at night. 
it activates, it increases adrenaline, increases cortisol levels, and it keeps you up. So after three, no more tea, no more coffee, no five-hour energy, just leave that alone because it'll literally cause insomnia for a lot of my patients. And also- Avoid sugar too. Well, sugar. sugar, but the worst is caffeine. Caffeine. Now what caffeine does, it not only increases hyperarousal state, increases adrenaline, norepinephrine, as well as cortisol and keeps you awake, but it also is a diuretic. So you have to get up two or three or four times at night to go to the bathroom when you drink a mm. lot of caffeine. <laughs> so realize caffeine is a diuretic. A lot of guys are guys come to see me and they say, Dr. Colbert, I'm getting up four times at night. Well, I said, well, let's check your prostate. Let's check your PSA. And I say, do you have a weak dribbly stream? No, my stream's good. Well, how much caffeine are you drinking? How much coffee? Well, I drink six cups of coffee a day. I said, coffee is a diuretic. It makes you get up and go to the bathroom. They cut that out. Usually that goes away or it's much improved. So again, if you're drinking a lot of coffee, a lot of tea, a lot of five-hour energy or all of these energy drinks with caffeine, it's messing up your sleep, but it's also causing you to get to urinate. Now, also alcohol. A lot of people say, oh, I drink a cup, a uh, glass of wine at night before I go to bed. Wine and alcohol disrupts your sleep. It causes more fragmented sleep. It causes a non-restorative fragmented type of sleep. So, so if you're, you're going tired. to do it, you need to do it like at six o'clock. Yes. Not before you go to bed. Yes, but if you have the ApoE gene, uh, the ApoE4 gene or Alzheimer's, you need to avoid alcohol at all costs. You say, I don't know. I don't know. You get a blood test. We do a blood test all the time on my patients because if Alzheimer's or dementia runs in your family, do not drink alcohol, even in, even in the evening, once a day, forget it, even red wine, because it'll push your brain toward Alzheimer's if you have the ApoE4 uh, gene. But if you don't, if you don't, occasionally it's okay. Uh, yes. That's not too late, right? No, that's okay. Usually. You have a glass, one glass wine for dinner. Dine. Right. And but that, it causes belly fat. Be careful. Wine will well, create belly you, fat. Don, I'm not talking about excessive. Okay. I'm talking about just normal. Now, here's something that throws so many people <laughs> sleep off, and they do it a lot, is napping in the afternoon. If you nap, if your nap is, is over 30 minutes, it's going to throw off your circadian rhythm right. usually. Right. And when people are napping for an hour or hour and a half, two hours in the afternoon, they wonder, why am I not sleeping at night? You're throwing off your circadian rhythm. And well, I can't nap during the day. So d it resist napping. I can nap. If I go over 30 minutes, it's going to mess me up. Right. Okay. Now, um, sleeping in late also confuses your body's internal clock and makes it difficult to establish a good, healthy sleeping schedule. So make it a habit. Just go to bed at the same time at night and wake up same time each morning or maybe a teeny bit later on the weekends. And so then that way it won't offset or uh, interrupt your uh, circadian rhythm, okay? Now, physical pain and illness also disrupts sleep. And again, you wanna get a comfortable pillow, a comfortable mattress. I personally like the Tempur-Pedic mattress. You say they're expensive. You can get them at Sam's Wholesale. You can get a, a three-inch Tempur-Pedic pad at Sam's Wholesale, inexpensive. Put it on your mattress and uh, on top of your mattress, and it helps a lot of people sleep. Yeah, you can take a very cheap, cheap, cheap mattress and put those foam right. pads on top of it and make Amazing. it a very expensive. We do that for our grandbabies, <laughs> and they sleep like a very so good. Expensive. 
um, bad. It's it's you won't know the difference. Also, for some people, if they elevate the head of the bed just a little, it helps them sleep better in the sleep number bed. Or you can get a a, a sleep number type bed that's a generic type that's much less expensive, and so that helps a lot of my patients sleep. So the best types I found mattresses or beds are number one the Tempur-Pedic or the Tempur-Pedic pad that you get at Sam's mm-hmm. or Costco. And the sleep number or the sleep number knockoff. Okay, uh-huh. those are the best. Now, medications. Now, now before you go into the, uh-huh. because you went over pain, pain is a disruptor to sleep. Oh. I remember when you had your shoulder. Oh, my goodness, yes. That issues. Was... You did liposuction for years as a. Wore my shoulder doctor. out. Rotator cuff, wore the out. Rotator cuff from just doing too many and liposuctions. I used to just. Now, I don't have any pain. And the reason I do it is I, we're going to talk about pain uh, next time. We're going to talk about back pain. Okay. But I have all the keys. And I, what I do to prevent that is, number one, I take my collagen, two scoops a day. See, that and our glutathione. And our glutathione. And I take these enzymes, proteolytic enzymes, and I don't have any pain. It's, and then I have a temper pad. And so a lot of people, we're going to be going into detail. We're going to be talking about back pain. We have three or four YouTubes on that because it's so common. We have the keys to back pain. I'm so excited. Yes, I've got back, it, but I, yeah, I've got it here, yeah, but I we don't have the, time to discuss it. But, There's but too much now, on. But that's okay. The back There's too pain much on fatigue. We're having to discuss video is on coming. Pain. You yes. won't believe the information so he has oh, to help you with amazing. back pain. Amazing. I, I it's brought all my props. We can't yeah. even use them. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But physical pain is real. And so, again, we have the keys to that. We're going to be sc- discussing under back pain. You know, say, well, I don't have back pain. I have shoulder pain or I have knee pain. Again, it's all easy to clear. We, it's so simple once you get these key elements down that we talk about. You know, about. I want people who are watching this, I want you to understand, we believe God has an answer for, for everything, everything that is bothering you. He has an answer and what we want to do because we've walked through this life and we have we've experienced most everything or treated most every disease and in the process god has given us the answers because we seek him we search him you just don't stop do not stop with thinking an answer is from a drug yes because that is not that he doesn't use that because he does but that ultimately isn't his best answer. And that's what we have found, that God has got amazing, amazing natural alternatives to everything that plagues you. Now, everything. Mary, a major, a major cause of insomnia, believe it or not, since you mentioned that, is our medications. Yeah. A side effect to many medicines is not only rashes and diarrhea, but, and fatigue, but also insomnia. And one of the most common meds prescribed are antihypertensive or blood pressure meds. And the class of blood pressure meds that is associated with insomnia most commonly are beta blockers. And beta blockers are good meds for high blood pressure and for heart issues, but so many beta blockers are associated, have uh, insomnia as a side effect. But there's one beta blocker that does not generally cause uh, insomnia, and that's atenolol. So atenolol, or tenormin is the product name, usually doesn't cause insomnia. Other medicines that cause insomnia are like meds for ADD, ADHD, like Adderall, Ritalin. Those trigger insomnia. 
Others are cortisone or prednisone, commonly associated with insomnia, as well as antidepressant meds, SSRI, serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, like Prozac and Zoloft and Lexapro and Celexa, as well as selective serotonin norepinephrine uh, receptor uh, inhibitors, which include Cymbalta and uh, Pristique and all these other antidepressant meds. And here are these antidepressant meds people are taking and they have insomnia. So we have natural answers for depression too. And that we're, we're going to be talking about later when we, uh, we've talked some about that, but in other podcasts. Okay. So other medications that are associated with, uh, insomnia include, uh, decongestants. Oh, Sudafed, cold medicines, anything that has a decongestant like Zyrtec D or, uh, Allegra D, that's the decongestant can cause insomnia. So, so many people during allergy season are on decongestants, and the decongestant causes increased heart rate, high blood pressure, but also insomnia. So, that's one of the most common. Just these allergy meds or uh, decongestant meds commonly cause insomnia for so many people. And those are the most common ones. Now, also age. As we get older, the risk of insomnia increases, mainly because so many older people have... Um, you know, our own medication. But what people that are ages 30 to 48, insomnia occurs more in people and, uh, that are older. 30 to 48% of people older have insomnia, which is epidemic. And also melatonin levels go down as we age. But they're also more prone to have chronic medical conditions, more prone to have pain, more prone to have acid reflux and large prostates that keep them up and they have caused them to wake up at night. And, and they're also more prone to be on prescription, um, you know, uh, medicines like, uh, you know, antidepressants and meds like that, heart meds, blood pressure meds. Okay, so uh, foods, there are also foods and beverages that cause fatigue. And so the foods that, you know, the foods that mainly cause fatigues are, I call them the whites. You know, the uh, white bread, the white flour, the pretzels, the bagels, the cereals, the biscuits, the rolls, but also rice, white rice, uh, rice pasta, rice cakes, uh, anything with rice in it, as well as cereals, crackers, uh, rice bread, uh, corn tortillas, white potatoes, french fries, chips. What do these foods do? Well, these foods raise your blood sugar raise your insulin levels, you get a, a short-term rise of energy for about three hours, and then all of a sudden after three hours, boom, your energy drops and you get fatigue. And then what happens, it drains your adrenals. These fluctuations of blood sugar literally uh, stress, uh, stress your body, they stress your adrenals, they drain your adrenals, and they also can inflame your liver and cause a fatty liver and a further drain of energy. So that's what's happening. We're on this energy roller coaster. We eat, you know, bread or pasta or something that spikes our sugar. And then we get a little burst of energy or a candy bar. And, and you know, you, you've seen this a lot because you used to get a candy bar. You remember mm-hmm. when we At first got married? My <laughs> four o'clock picked me up. You'd get a, a Coke and a candy bar and she'd get that little energy boost. It lasts for about three hours. Then boom, it crashes. It drains the adrenals. And then it inflames the body and it makes the liver fatty. And then it's a further drain on energy. So the whites are one of the major energy draining foods that create adrenal fatigue wow. by, uh, by simply the blood sugar fluctuations. As that blood sugar goes up and then when it goes down, 
you're draining the adrenal function. Other foods that do it, uh, well, I should also say that it also, these foods create more inflammation in the body, which also triggers fatigue. And the other thing these very same foods do is it raises serotonin levels. When you eat that, that candy bar or that bread or that pasta or that Thanksgiving dressing, what happens is it causes a surge of serotonin. Serotonin makes you sleepy. So right after eating that, uh, you want to go and you want to take a nap usually within Ow, a few the hours. turkey too. Oh, to yeah, turkey does that. But also the high amounts of pasta and bread. I used to, what would happen is I learned this back about 25, 30 years ago. And about once every month, uh, the drug reps would come to my office. This is when I'd have drug reps. I don't see them anymore. <laughs> but they'd come to my office. They'd bring a big... Um, We'd say, they'd, they'd ask me, they'd say, what food do you want to have? We'll bring in your lunch for your whole staff. And I'd say, I want macaroni grill, remember? And they'd bring in all this pasta and these big loaves of bread. And I would eat that. And then in the afternoon, I'd almost fall asleep, Mary. I'd say, i got to stop this. I know, where you were I mean, struggling I would, to stay I awake. would be so exhausted because those foods drain your energy because they cause your body to produce serotonin. But also, they, they raise the sugar and then, boom, they drop it. And then they inflame your liver, and they also will promote inflammation in your body. So you got to minimize these. Now I know I just have a salad for lunch with a little chicken and olive oil on it all over it, and it sustains me. A Caesar me. chicken salad. And it, it helps tremendously, yeah. tremendously. But I use olive oil primarily instead of Caesar dressing. Now, also, sweet desserts also drain your energy the same way. They First of all, when you eat all that sugar, it spikes your sugar and your insulin level, and then, boom, it crashes and drains your adrenals. Uh, also, caffeine and alcohol, we've already dis discussed. Fast foods and deep-fried foods are highly inflammatory and deplete your energy. So when you're eating those French fries, fried chicken, tortilla chips, people say, I don't eat fried foods. I said, what about tortilla chips? Oh, love tortilla chips, but I use guacamole and salsa. I said, guacamole is fine, but salsa has those nightshades and is inflammatory to so many of my patients. But it's the fried foods that really inflame the body. Inflammation drains your energy and drains your adrenals. Now explain nightshades real quick. Nightshades. People hear you say that and they go, what did he just say? Nightshades. Okay. Nightshades are a group of foods, including tomatoes, potatoes, peppers. Now, not black pepper, but, you know, jalapeno peppers, bell peppers, uh, cayenne pepper, any peppers, eggplant, paprika. These are the nightshade foods now, that create inflammation. Now, why do they call them nightshade? That's just the term they've called nightshade. They, but they came from the, no, but they came from the old country, from okay. uh, Italy and you know, uh, you know, Europe. And these foods came to America, and they literally created tremendous inflammation. And, and now they they fuel most autoimmune diseases. Wow! And they also create inflammation when people. So many of my patients come in with pain in their fingers. And I analyze their diet. I have a, a diet analysis sheet. And I say, oh, I see you eat tomatoes. Oh, love tomatoes. Well, how often do you eat them? Oh, every day. Uh, well, how often? Oh, every meal. Love them. Well, what about salsa? I love salsa. I love it. I said, those are nightshades. I says, have you noticed after you eat those that it creates a lot of pain in your face? And they start to think. They say, yeah, I noticed that. And I said, also, you notice whenever you eat cheese, how it inflames your fingers? Oh, Yeah. And also, so another food that inflames your thumbs, especially, but also fingers, is caffeine, coffee. And used to, I used to drink too much. I started getting pain in my thumbs. And I no. said, oh, 
I said, I know what that is. So I checked for uh, coffee and I'll slow it by old. I can have a little bit, but over a cup, it's too much. It'll create inflammation. <laughs> so we find that certain foods inflame you. Nightshades are one of the key foods that inflame you. Now, uh, another food that's highly inflammatory is gluten and wheat. Wheat is a is a food that drains your energy so much. And let me tell you why. First of all, wheat contains around 22,788 proteins, any of which can create inflammation in your body. The two worst are glutenin and gliadin. And these are highly inflammatory to your body. But also gluten contains wheat germ of gluten, especially in the brown bread, anything that has the brand, the wheat brand in it, it has wheat germ of glutenin. And wheat germ of glutenin is similar to insulin. And it causes us to literally gain more belly fat, more fat throughout our body. So the more wheat you eat, the more the more fat and the more weight you're going to gain, especially belly fat. We find due especially to the inflammatory properties of the wheat, the 22,788 proteins it contains, as well as the glutenin and the gliadin, but also even worse is the wheat germ of glutenin. That stuff is extremely fattening. And when I have found patients that have given up gluten, laid it on the altar, I say, lay it on the altar, watch what happens. Some people just simply will stop eating it, will use lettuce wraps. Others will say, well, I have to have just a little thin tortilla to wrap my food in. It's amazing how they start losing weight when they give up the wheat and the, glu- the gluten. The smell of wheat is, or gluten is simply wheat, wheat broth. And so it's highly inflammatory for most people's bodies, but it also drains your energy. It creates leaky gut. I did a whole book on this called The Gut Zone. It also is a, the wheat germ of gluten is a lectin that protects the wheat from insects and bacteria. But in our bodies, it creates a leaky gut in the body, which causes a leaky gut is the way we're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has made our gut to be a semi-permeable membrane that lets in the proteins or the amino acids and the simple sugars and the simple fats, but it keeps out uh, whole food particles. But it also keeps out bacteria and and it keeps out uh, fungi and yeast and and, uh, toxins out of our bloodstream. Now, we have villi, which are finger-like projections in the the small intestines. And these villi uh, have tight junctions between them. But when you eat a lot of gluten, gluten is one of the key foods that pries apart those tight junctions so that whole food proteins and pathogens and toxins can be absorbed and they create tremendous inflammation along the gut lining that then creates inflammation many times in your joints, in your brain, creating tremendous fatigue and uh, again, inflammation throughout your whole body. But it just so happens that many times occurs in the joints. Uh, for so many people. And wheat germ gluten is one of those that do that. So it causes weight gain is a big one, but also fatigue. The other thing is glyphosate. Now, people say, what is glyphosate? It's in Roundup. You know, people say, well, I don't get Roundup. Most everyone has eats Roundup every day in the foods they consume. Now, glyphosate is used extensively in farming and Roundup Ready crops are designed to withstand the application of Roundup to the grain so that Roundup can be used to kill the weeds where the crops are grown. So what foods contain these? Almost all corn, unless it's organic, 
and over 90% of corn is GMO, genetically modified, has Roundup, Roundup ready. Soybeans, you say, I don't eat soybeans. Yes, you do. Look on any processed food you eat, and it's got soy lecithin in there, most everything. So you're getting your little dose of Roundup. Canola oil, cotton. Well, you say, I don't eat cotton. Well, cottonseed oil, many, many processed products have cottonseed oil. Sugar beets are genetically modified and have glyphosate or Roundup in them, and alfalfa. You say, well, what about wheat? Well, glyphosate or Roundup is also sprayed on wheat crops immediately before the harvest. And doing so kills the plant, which speeds up the drying of the grain. So much of our wheat has Roundup sprayed on because it dries out the wheat. So when you're eating bread or pasta or crackers or bagels or pretzels or cereals that contain wheat, you're getting the glyphosate. Now, listen to what glyphosate does. Uh, glyphosate causes, kills the good bacteria in the GI tract, and studies show that glyphosate, glyphosate can actually cause celiac disease. The incidence of celiac disease, celiac disease is a severe disease of the GI tract that literally is a severe allergy to wheat that causes blunting of the villi and causes serious disease and can cause death if it's not diagnosed. It then says celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, obesity, and autoimmune disease has risen dramatically worldwide, but especially in North America, and I believe it's mainly due to glyphosate. See, glyphosate's been around since the 90s, 1990s, but we've seen America's obesity problem go up, up, up exponentially since the 90s. And you know, uh, with young kids, I think of children, when pizza is such a part oh. of their daily uh, diet. Exactly. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza, yes. And then we see these young <laughs> kids. Obese, obese, not obese. Just, yeah, not just with obese, but have GI issues. Oh, so and many I, GI so issues. So many GI issues. The young gluten kids. and the glyphosate yeah. are destroying our good bacteria, yeah. creating leaky gut and all well, these inflammatory like that, issues. But the parents, you know, unfortunately, is giving them from ear infection, the antibiotics, antibiotics killed yeah. the yeah. good bacteria. Then they get on this uh, gluten diet, and it, uh, listen, it's just if a perfect storm. We got to explain to to the people that uh, many kids who have ear infections are highly sensitive to dairy, especially cheese. So that's what they're getting when they eat pizza. Yeah. And when they get their taco, it's full of cheese. And ice cream. And all the dairy is is causing tremendous swelling in the eustachian tubes, blocking off the eustachian tube and creating your ear infections. Right. I have had this in so many patients over the years. When I get them to stop dairy and switch over to goat milk, or goat, or goat cheese, or feta cheese. The kids the infections don't react go away. to milk. milk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And get them off the gluten, and have them use cauliflower crust pizza, thin crust. I love cauliflower crust. It's but awesome. But you use feta cheese. Yeah. You say, what about tomato sauce? Tomato sauce. You can just put olive oil on there instead. And so, yeah. because uh, pizza has the three worst ingredients for inflammation that you can take. Number one's the wheat. Number two is the tomatoes. Number three is the cheese. And those are probably the worst inflammatory foods we can eat on a daily basis. We're giving it to our kids. And we're wondering why there's so many ear infections. It's because mainly, it's mainly the cheese that's causing it, man, because it's causing tremendous swelling in their eustachian tubes, closing that off. And then as a result, they get ear infections. It's so It's simple. amazing how my grandchildren are so schooled that won't go out to eat and they'll, they'll look at the waiter and go, do not put cheese, cheese on mine. I know it's so good. It's so funny. Except for Timmy, he loves cheese, yeah, but Timmy the other can get two away don't. With it. I know yeah. the other two don't dare do it. Now listen, to what Doctor David Perlmutter, 
He's a renowned neurologist said, he said, glyphosate really changed gut bacteria in such a way that the body thinks that it's starving and holds on to every calorie as if it's precious. And that might explain the incredible explosion of obesity that we are seeing globally. Yeah. He says glyphosate is an antibiotic and kills gut bugs in a way that leads to weight gain, much like antibiotics are used to fatten up livestock. Wow. It's also wow. like a carcinogen causing like a lymphoma. Wow. So just like farmers give their cattle and their pigs antibiotics to help fatten them up and they grain feed them to fatten them up on corn and soybeans. Well, it's fattening you up when you eat that glyphosate that's sprayed on the wheat. Wow. You're getting a, help, a whopping dose of glyphosates, killing off the good bugs, creating inflammation, creating leaky gut, creating all this and it's causing tremendous weight gain. Wow. Don, this has been great information. Listen, we want you to have the energy that you're supposed to have to fight the battles that you really need to fight in the fight of faith. Yes, um, the good what, side of faith because you win. What product is the Brain Sewn Focus, folks? This product is incredible. It is. <laughs> um, people are loving this. It's lemon-lime flavored. You put a scoop in a glass and... Now, don't drink it, but once a day when you need that energy. Right. And like our, um, the fella who owns, one of the owners of our manufacturing company came to us, and we just saw him just this last week at the trade show. And he says, this product you developed is amazing. He says, sits on my desk. I take it. He says, this stuff really works. It's almost like that show Limitless where it just turns my brain on. He was he goes, amazed. I wake up. This just totally wakes me up. <laughs> and that's it, a great product for your college kids, your, you know, people that are in school. And if they have ADD, ADHD, you want to try this product. It's incredible. Get them on it for when they take their tests. They don't need to do it every day. But when they need the brain focus, they now, need to I like to, to take this. it. I personally like to take it in the early afternoon. Gets me That's through a, the day. Gets turns my brain afternoon. on. Absolutely. We have our adrenal booster. It's our new one. One to two in the one in the morning for women. Two for men, and one or two in the afternoon, early afternoon. Our nano glutathione. Na- glutathione is one of the main keys that boost energy. It's the master antioxidant. This nano size, nano size is much better absorbed. And again, you're getting that tremendous energy-boosting compound glutathione, especially when combined with the other nutrients, the adrenal booster and the brain zone focus. That's what I did just before we started these tapings today. Aren't you glad it's you got did me it? Through, yes. Absolutely. And Listen. then we have testosterone zone, and we're going to talk about testosterone in the next uh, right. segment. That okay. We do. Well, we thank you for watching and share this with your friends and your family. We appreciate that. Spread the good news. We're trying to bring you good news, not bad news, because there's enough bad, as you can see. But share Dr. Colbert's podcast and YouTube. Please, we appreciate you doing that. And um, till next time, God loves you and so do we. Amen. God bless, God bless you. you. Thank you.